It's cool having an introduction now. <laughs> but yeah, here we are back again, end of the end of another season, pushing however many years of the podcast now. Uh we'll get something out about that um soon. But yeah, to talk about the season now, we've got um we've got big three here. We've got me, we've got Dave. What's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? And we got Hristo um, rounding out the NBA representation. We have two out of three here. At least least the the club and the team that I'm representing are playing in the, you know, conference finals. But, you know. Not for long. Leave it on. This is Serie A time. time. (laughs) Yet another mistake, but Dave and his, uh, you know, choosings in life. Let's see. Choices. Hey, well, I don't choose my teams, man. My teams choose me, but I'm just loyal to them. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, still the the, the best team in the league. I mean, we, we suck, but the Garden is still the Garden, the mecca of basketball. Don't get me started, man. Let's talk. Let's talk football, because because <laughs> I, I could go on and on in basketball too. Well, cool. I want to start. I want to start with something that was said off air that I wanted to bring online. Um, I'll let Dave. I'll let Dave handle that. Uh, well, I mean, as a um, or or a long time listeners should know, uh, I've been a big fan of Rafael Leal and um, Risto for some for some reason he's always taking exception to that and he makes sure he trolls me when Leal was having his struggles and stuff. So I just wanted to ask him how he feels about the the current Serie MVP. You know, tell tell us how do you feel, Risto? Does does he suck? Was I right? Do I know what I'm talking about? What's up? I mean, it's arguably that you know what you're talking about because um, you've chosen all a lot of players to represent that haven't been great. But Leal Schultz has been decent. Um, I, I would say he... I'm not sure whether he deserved the trophy uh, when you base it on the whole season because I think uh, Milan without Tomori and Magnan are basically nothing, if we're being honest. Uh him winning the, the the MVP is solely based on his, him getting form in the past two months, let's say. Um, I think Milan have been amazing this season. Uh, even, you know, last season we spoke about them when they were in first place. You know, their team is still shit. Like, no one can deny that. Let's be honest. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not convinced of, for them. But they won the, the Scudetto. That's the only thing that matters. As far as your choice goes, you know, um, I mean, he he was amazing in the past two months. Past two, three months, he was amazing. There's no denying that. I just think they could have done a better choice with choosing um, their players the, their players even, even better than they did. Because I think Tomori and Manyan are the two players that I think are more valuable to Milan than Leao was. Throughout the season, in the past two months, arguably, but I think in in this in the season as as a whole, I think Manyan has been their best performer because he won the derby uh, against us. He has he had so many chances that he saved. I can only praise him. Like I cannot say a bad, bad word about him. Saying well, that, I mean. Okay. Uh, let, let me give you a little pushback. Uh, I I personally I do agree that Manuel was probably Milan's best player this season. Um, but when you look at football and you see goals and assists, goals and assists, goals and assists, a guy literally, he it looks like he's carrying them on his back because he's literally get the ball to Leao and see if you could make sure you switch him to get a one on one and it's over. So that's the kind of stuff that we saw from Lukaku last year at Inter where we would pretty much try to isolate him and make sure he gets the ball with, with uh, while he's running at his defender and know that it's pretty much over. So you got to give him credit. Um, Manya is very important to Milan. Probably their most important player. I'll probably give you that. But in football, goals and assists were the most important thing. So that's why you have to to give him that. When I know we were, we were on, on this podcast, I know I was the main one saying it, um, looking at the five matches that they had to play. I was like, there's no way that they're going to win all five of those matches. And if they do win it, we're going to clap and say congratulations. And that's what I'm doing right now because they did. And one of the main reasons what they that they did, if you look on the stat sheet, you're either going to see a, a Leao goal or a Leao assist on each of those five matches. 
So that tells you um, that he's finally living up to the talent that we saw two years ago. That's what I personally saw because I remember we were linked to him before we got Lukaku. And that's when I started really looking into him and getting to know him more. And I know like, yo, this guy, he's he's legit. He was going to be legit. So it's, it's it kind of sucks, of course, because Milan won, but I do feel good as well that okay, I saw this guy and he's 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 growing to be what I thought he was gonna be. Although it looks like they may not be able to to, to, to keep a hold of him for the foreseeable future. Fingers crossed on that though, because uh he he scored when it mattered. Um, you know, uh, I think we all have to give credit to what Milan did down the stretch. I mean, they needed goals. Um, there were games that were close, like the Lazio game. I know that wasn't a Leal goal. That was a Tonali goal, which, mm-hmm. I mean, he's also been he's been good for them down the stretch. But they got the goals when they needed. And, you know, we didn't get the goals that we needed around January, February, March, um, when everything was, you know, drying up, when it was 28 shots, no goals against teams like Genoa. We needed mm-hmm. goals then, and no one stepped up. And when – when Milan needed goals, they had someone that stepped up, and that's the guy that won the MVP. Um, Absolutely, you know. Um, yeah, very well I said. Think- I mean, th- those matches were literally where we could pinpoint that we missed Lukaku because the system was just not clicking. You know, we created chances most of the season at will, but there were those few matches where the system was not clicking. That either blessing had had figured us out with his pressing, or the players were out of form, something like that. But you just needed that one player able to create something, and we we missed it. Um, which is why I'm I'm also happy that the rumors for Dybala are intensifying because although he's he may not be what he used to be, then he's I think I still think he's the kind of player that could create something out of nowhere when the things that we practice at in practice and training are not working or the manager figured us out. You just give him the ball and he creates a moment of magic. You know, we missed that player and that's what Leao was to, um, to Milan. And I think that that's what ultimately was the difference in the, in, in the Scudetto, just having that player that when shit's not working, you just give it to them and hope they can make it happen. They had two of them on the same side, Leao and, um, and, and Hernandez. It's kind of infuriating as as an Inter fan because look because I know I've said it on this podcast. Watching those matches, watching their matches, I'm like, yo, they don't have a style, they don't have a set system. You don't know how they're creating their chances. It's literally they switch it to the right first to try to get the defenders, I mean, the other team to switch to the right to overload to the right, and then a quick switch to the left, and hopefully Leao is gonna end up one on one or Theo Hernandez one on one, and that's usually it, you know. So. Kudos to them. I mean, it worked for them. They won the Scudetto, but as an Inter fan, it's like, yo, it's so easy the way they play. I thought that it, some teams would have figured them out, but kudos to them. See, I mean, over and over again, we see Serie A being a league, uh, which, you know, being fast as a player is a cheat code. That's it. Just be fast. We saw Biabiani making a career out of him having an existing ability to play football, actually. I mean, he still made money while playing football. That's professional footballer. And, and he played, he played for the likes of Inter and Milan. <laughs> so, well, he didn't he, get to play for Milan, but he, yeah, but he that was theory. fast. That's it. That's all Just, he had, yeah. You know, <clears throat> we see, like, Deolofeu succeeded in Serie A and Serie A only. Fast. Leao turning around the season by being fast. Teo Hernandez, amazing player, but also fast. Cheat code. You can go on like Quadrado, a 34, still a cheat code. Yeah. Hakimi keep- ate, ate it up like last year. <laughs> and, and, and we know, and we know as Inter fans, we can say now nah, we know Hakimi had a lot of things that he needed to work out. But the fact that he has so much pace, sometimes he would be caught behind the ball because he, he he missed his man, but he has so much pace to just catch up. We're like, okay, you know what? Cover for defensive mistakes because of that. I, so I'm that, the biggest proponent. Okay, I'm going. Oh, no, I was going to say, is that what we need to look for this summer? Uh, pace? But I, I, I know, um, I see. I also see in the chat a lot of a lot of um, Mercato talk, but um, I think we're going to... Oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's touch in the comment. That's what we promised we were going to yeah. do. To- yeah, I know we're just, gonna try to save the majority of transfer content for the next episode because this is really kind of like talking about the end of the season, wrapping up the like season. Where we mm-hmm. see enter and where we see the rest of the league, all that. But we will touch on we will touch on these a little bit. Um, but I'll let you go ahead, Hristo, and then we'll we'll, we'll touch on. No, those. I 
I just wanted to, to, to you know, uh, finish up on that by saying, just invest in players such as him. Uh, we've seen we we've seen like Molina and Udogi becoming the top three wingbacks of the league, like a season wonder. They're fast. Like we've seen time and time and time again, players like that that succeed. And I have been the biggest proponent when it comes to that. Lazzari. I mean, uh, it doesn't work out that. I mean, he's still a decent player, but you know, uh, I, I wanted to say just I'm the biggest proponent when it comes to like pace. I think uh, being smart on on the field and having actual abilities, <clears throat> even though you are slow, I think you can make a career out of yourself, and that and I stand by that in general. But I think Serie A's league is dominated nowadays by fast players. We've seen year ago, uh, year in, year out, that the, the league is dominated by those players. I think that's that's a, that's the thing that we should invest now, like having pacey players and agile players help us a lot. Look at Chalhanoglu, twelve assists, Barella, eleven assists, and they have been agile. Like I think agility and pace have been the the, the key dominant factors over the few year, uh, the past like two three years. Lukaku last season, he was unstoppable. He was strong, but the pace made him unstoppable. That's it. Kulibali, an amazing player. And talking about MVP, I think there's a lot of like confusion between you know the best player and MVP because like I've listened to a lot of podcasts in previous seasons about the NBA, let's say in particular, when they say you know Harden was the MVP, and uh, if the MVP was given as as it was should. He should have won the MVP every single season because without him, the Rockets were non-existing. Same with Serie A and, and Napoli. Without Koulibaly, Napoli is not a Champions League club. Let's be honest. Like they are seventh, eighth place with uh, Juan Jesus and uh, Rahmani. Come on, bro. Like that's, that's the thing, and I think. Well, the same I, thing yeah. could be applied to Leao. You know, what I mean, Milan do not win the Scudetto without Leao. And that's why he's the MVP. You're talking about Napoli being a Champions League club. Well, we're talking about Scudetto talk. Milan don't win the Scudetto without Leao. And that's more important than being a Champions League club. You know, I mean, this guy, the guy deserved it. In my opinion, I do agree. He made great points. I do agree, like, he didn't have a full season. For example, if we wanted to name a player of the season, that probably would be Brozovic to me, maybe. Uh, or even Magnans, if since Milan won it, Magnans has been consistent well he missed sometimes so we couldn't give it to him so i'll say probably brozovic has been the, the guy every time he's played he's been top level you could tell that he's one of the best players in the league but the fact that leao came alive in 2022 and went on this dominant run of form and you could literally point to him and see why milan were winning those matches i i see why they gave it to him i'm not going to give him any pushback at all i'm not giving any pushback either i'm just saying milan won the it's only fair for a Milan player to win uh, the trophy. If it was up to me, I would have given it to either Tomori and Manyan, and I stand by that. But Syria has made weird choices. Victor Osiman just won the, the best attacker forward in the league. U23, like, what the hell? Come on, bro. I mean, I, 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 I kind of understand how they gave those awards because... Um, I, th I feel like they didn't want to, to, to concentrate it too much on the top teams because, again, I'm not I'm not over here kissing Milan ass, but to me, the best U23 player was probably uh, Tonali because uh, because the kind of season that he's had. This is a guy that probably should get into the the team of the season as far as midfielders, or well, maybe not, but close to it. But considering his age, to me, was probably the, the best U20 U23 player. Uh, Kalulu got a good shout too, but Kalulu only came on, um, I think after uh Kyer's injury, so he doesn't have a big enough sample space. But Tonali, he came into the season hot and he stayed hot and all of that, and he scored a lot of big, big goals down the stretch in the Scudetto winning campaign. So I don't see where the hell they get Osiman from, and even. If they want to, if they wanted to give it to Osiman or to a striker or whatever, I'll say even Vlahovic was better than Osiman because Vlahovic is younger. Vlahovic is better than Osiman, and the numbers prove it as well. So that one is just one of the things that okay, everybody got to have a participation trophy. Since we can't give it to Kulibali, we're just gonna give Osiman the best U23 to make sure Napoli are represented. That's how I see it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when did Syria didn't even start doing these awards till what, like two, three years ago? Like, it's a very yeah. recent thing. They did it exactly because Ronaldo was in the league and they, they needed to give him some kind of award. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> that's when they started doing it. I yeah, promise. that's, yeah. I mean, we've gotten some, we've gotten some winners out of those in the past few years. Um, no, for so. sure. Oh, and I mean, how dare we talk about that without uh, talking about Brozo? I mean, Brozovic won the midfielder of the year. Um, of course, we wanted him to be MVP, but that's still that's still enough recognition, you know, like because he's not a guy that once you pull up his player card, you're gonna see a amazing stats, goals, and assists, or whatever, you're probably going to see amazing running style, running stats or uh, recovery stats. But I'm glad that although he's missing those uh, uh, glamorous stats, that he still get got his recognition. Because when you think about it, Milinkovic Savage just what just had, what, 11 goals, 12 assists, something like that. Hakan just had eight goals, 12 assists. You know, so there are guys with amazing numbers that they could have given it to. And the fact that they picked Brozovic, despite him not having crazy numbers, uh, I like that choice a lot. Maybe uh, maybe they wanted to represent Inter some way, but I'll take it. Yeah, it shows what he does for this team and, I mean, what he does in this league. Um, you know, Serie A prides itself on being a tactical league, a thinking league, so... It does make sense to give it to someone like Brozovic over someone with the flashy stats like a Milinkovic Savage or even Hakan. But with Brozovic winning that, is he also your player of the season as an Inter fan? Like at, in the club? Mm. Yeah, we could we could definitely do that. Risto, you wanna go first or are you still thinking? No, I think I'm just thinking about the you know the MVP award. If it was like inter only, MVP is Brozovic, and that's it. Like without him, we've been worse than Verona was. Like yeah, he missed. He missed what? He missed what? Three, four games, and we dropped points in each and every single one of them, including Sassuolo. Yeah, straight up, I agree with you. But um, I don't know, man. Uh, if I had to decide an MVP of the season for Inter, it would, it would he would definitely be Croatian. It would it would, it would be between between Brozovic and and Perisic because Perisic went on some kind of run of form as well. He was pretty much matching Leao. It's like every match down the stretch you were seeing he was he was either scoring or assisting, you know. And I know we made it a running joke that Gosens is never gonna see the pitch and stuff like that. And he made that shit last for two months up until the, the season ended. He scored and got injured. So to me, it would be a toss-up. I would literally flip a, a coin between Perisic and Brozovic as my number one. And then whoever doesn't win would be automatically my number two. And then my number three would probably be Hakan as a top three best players of the season for Inter. Um, and Lotaro would need a good shout. But let's not forget that he, he was missing for about two months. So, yeah. That's that's my top three for players of the season. What do you think, Mikey? You sitting there asking all the questions. We want to know what you think too. Hey, I mean, I'm good at asking questions. I'm not as good at answering questions. But um, for me, I think it's got to be Brozovic just because we saw what happened when he wasn't there. We didn't really see that with Perisic. I mean, credit to him, we didn't see that because his fitness is so great. He never but, missed no time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy is. That guy's made of rubber. I mean, I hope <laughs> like, whatever happened to happened with his calf in the last match. I mean, I hope it's nothing too serious. I know he's going to miss the Nations League with Croatia, which mm -hmm. I mean, uh, that's not. Uh, I'm not mad at that. Um, the yeah. less games he plays until next season, the better. The better. But yeah, I guess it's got to be Brozovic, uh, Perisic right there. I think if we'd have won. The Scudetto, if we would have held on, if the Radu game wouldn't have happened, and if the only thing we remembered from that Bologna match was that insane goal from Perisic, which might have been my goal of the season, where he just dribbles two, three guys and then unleashes a rocket. Uh, if we would have won, the, won that game and won the Scudetto, I think it would have been him and goals like that. And then his goals down the stretch would have been yeah. what we point to the way that Leal's been pointed to. Yeah. So, the second goal versus Juve too in the Copa final was yeah. class, you know. Yeah, that Copa final, I think that's gonna be what I take out of the season. That's gonna be my my big memory. Um, that was a uh, that was an all time classic final for me. For sure. I mean, and the way the the, the Scudetto race ended, I guess that moment ended up being the pinnacle of our season anyway. You know. Um. So I'm glad. Not only did we bit we we we. We beat Milan handily on our way to wing it, 
but we also did not lose it to Juve because imagine that shit. Imagine if we not had we not won that Copa and then we still lost the Scudetto. I mean, we're still sad now, but we would have been depressed, you know. So because yeah. the Super Copa was so far away, you know, it doesn't even nobody even cares about that. But at least we we could literally say we won a Copa what last week, two weeks ago, you yeah. know. So yeah, and that's even more important because I think this summer would have been absolutely unbearable had Inter only taken the Supercopa. There would be calls for Inzaghi's head. There would be calls for even more yeah. players' heads than we're seeing right now. Um, I see yeah. Emiliano says that Skriniar is MVP for him, which is also a great shout. I feel like he's just so consistently great that we don't even think mm. about him sometimes. Yeah, no, but, that's my boy for sure. I, I'll never I'll never deny Skriniar being in the MVP talk, but he did have some shaky moments towards the end of the season. Let's let's admit. Uh he he was committing some stupid fouls, you know, giving away dangerous free kicks, and he had a couple shaky moments. So um, but other than that, yeah, I'll never I'll never give any pushback against Skriniar being an MVP. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, I think we really can nitpick Skriniar's performance this season. And if we do, I feel like he gets some pass because I feel like he was compensating for a little bit of regression from DeVry. Mm -hmm. he, I agree. Uh, he picked it up towards the end of the season, but I, I, I think part of that might have been because he wanted that Copa to finish off his inter career mm. and, you know, raises, raises worth back up, you know, get some eyes back on him because we haven't heard solid mm. links for him in, months now um the links are now of course bastoni which i've seen the comments about um mm -hmm. you know that's, we'll get... that's that's been the hot hot topic recently the past couple mm -hmm. of days um yeah i mean and to be fair to screen he's been shifted all across the back line this season and he's done fairly well so yeah I, I was like you said i was definitely nitpicking but when i when i when i pointed out those couple shaky moments that he did have but this is a guy that that's a guy that we can definitely count on. Like this is a guarantee. This this is probably the one guarantee we have on the team. We know he's gonna be a killer back there every match. You know. Yeah, Skriniar, bring in Bremer. I think um I think that's gonna be a great. Uh, that's gonna make both yeah. players much better. I think yeah. they're gonna help each other out a lot. Yeah, don't 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 tease me. Stop stop tempting <laughs> stop tempting me with a good time, Mikey. You already, you already told me that we're just gonna do a review, and now you want to talk about Bremer. Don't get me started. Hey, I'll just just uh, <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep everybody ready for the next episode. And if you're listening to this when that's out, just finish this before you go to that one. You'll get the whole you'll get the whole shebang. But I'm just looking at games played uh, while talking about MVPs, um, and I've seen that Skriniar. Lautaro, Brozovic, and Pericic have played the same amount of games for Inter this season. What's the number that you would guess that how many matches they, they have played in? Whether they're subs or, you know, is this the league? Is this the, yes. league or the league or the league only? Um, I'll say 30, 33, 34. Mike? Uh, yeah, I was going to say 34. 35 games out of 38 games. That stayed under oh, his prices, right? <laughs> they played 35 <laughs> out of the 38 games, which, you know, he's it's been amazing. And oh, that's crazy. Like, that's out of this world. I think the fitness level this season has, has been pretty amazing. Uh, and we like something. Yeah. That's why. We like the factor. That's why I've, I've I've always given a little pushback. Like, okay, you know what? I understand Pintus was the best in the world. He is the best in the world and all that stuff. But I don't think we could look at our squad and see like we had a bunch of injuries or whatnot. May, maybe there is that extra bit of fitness that you can have in the 90th minute or in the 85th minute that we saw with Real Madrid. Maybe that's where Pintus um, comes in. But I feel like whoever we replace him with or, or training guy, he's done a great job keeping our players fit and and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the only major injury was to an injury-prone player for us this season. Correa, yeah. Correa, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, who knows if even Pintos could have kept that guy fit. I mean, it, it's like Sensi. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's not like he revived Hazard and, and at Real Madrid, so. <laughs> true, true. Uh, yeah, there's just some guys that yeah, I guess you just can't, you know, maybe their, their careers have, their bodies are telling them that's it, so. Uh, that is what it is. Um, I think we had very consistent um, 
you know, contributions from everybody, at least from a, an availability standpoint. I mean, we had parts of the season where our strikers weren't hitting it off and things like that. But, I mean, everyone was always there. I think Darmian was uh, – I think he had an injury at some point too. But, I mean, injuries really weren't an issue this season. Like, uh, the thing we have to blame is just the the finishing of this team. It's been – been a been something that even from the beginning of the season we all pointed out we said that if Correa can score that's going to be you know that's that's going to have that's that's the scudetto but you know he decides he doesn't want to score until the last match of the season so uh, uh that is what it is i guess um but to talk about transfers can we even like say who was the best transfer in of the season like is there someone that we can say was the best acquisition what do you think, Risto? Syria or like Inter? Oh, uh, we're talking Inter. Yeah, Inter wise. Let me see at all the transfers. Uh, well, like while looking at the transfers, who won the, the like the best forward in the league? Was it Abraham? Timmy? I thought yeah. it was Immobile. Uh, yeah, it was. No, it was Ciro. Ciro Immobile won won the best striker. Okay, then I'm then I'm wrong. Um. <laughs> no, but we're talking uh, about he said he said we're talking about inter transfers. Um yeah. if you're not if you're not ready, I could go. Um yeah. you can go. Um, I guess it's only between two, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean to, to me it has to be Dumfries, right? It's not like we, we had a whole bunch of players that we, we, we brought in. Uh especially the way he's he's evolved throughout the season. You know, he struggled initially. Uh some people wanted his head and then um we we it was his struggles were well documented. He he struggled with the language at first. He was learning that, and then the system, and then and then we saw what, what happened towards the end. He was a leader in the squad. I remember the Empoli match when we we're down 2-0. He was the one um, pretty much lifting the spirit, telling the guys that it's not over. Let's go get it. So yeah, um, that's the reason why he's a captain, and and I'm sure he adds a lot to the squad. So to me, I'll probably say Dumfries signing of the season for Inter. Any any other answer is just wrong, right? Like. I can't. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I think replacing uh, Hakimi has a burden of itself, and him, uh, Dumfries, contributing nine goals this season, five goals and four assists, is a huge task. Don't get me wrong. No, like, no I mean, people... I mean, personally, I got, I got, I got to walk it back, bro. I forgot Hakan, bro. It's, it's for me, it's definitely Hakan. Uh, I don't I don't know why I didn't think about it. Maybe because we didn't pay for him. It's like a free transfer, but you can't you can't you can't deny that. As as far as the new players that came to come in and contribute eight goals, twelve assists, uh those are amazing numbers regardless of, of what people say, set pieces, no open play, whatever. I think I couldn't for me. So I, I take it back. I, I do like Dumfries the way he's 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 grown, but Hakan is undeniably to me the the signing of the season for Inter. Sorry, sorry for cutting no, you off. So. No worries. Like Chalhanoglu had has scored seven goals and assisted twelve times, which is amazing. And and like both of those transfers were amazing. I think, in of its own, I think both transfers were impeccable because getting Chalhanoglu from a direct rival for on a free, it's it's an amazing deal, you know. Uh, especially him coming to replace Ericsson, like without any compensation uh, on the same or like I think it was like a bigger or like the same salary around around Ericsson's. And Dumfries, I mean, it's a toss up. If I had to choose, I would have went with. Um... <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess it is a toss, a toss up if you can't figure it out. I like Dumfries, but he was a slow comer. You know, he 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 was good at the end of the season, but at the beginning he was kind of unbearable, I would say. And Chalhanoglu has been consistent throughout the season. Both of their impact has been amazing, but ah, I'll go with Chalhanoglu if I had to. Yeah, Mike? and. The thing, yeah, for me, it's also Chalanolu. But the thing for me with him is, like, of course, the big, the big thing anyone can say about him is, oh, he's set piece specialist. But I mean, 
people so complain when you don't have a set piece. So people will be like, oh, yeah, you, your team is not effective on set pieces. But then you get a guy who specializes in it, and they're like, oh, that's all this guy does. And it's like, well, what do you want him to do? And, like, that's not all that he did this year. He really took a, like, a deeper position in the midfield. We've never seen him that far yeah. back. He's usually a trequartista, and now he's playing as a mezzala. Like, it's it, it was an adjustment, and I I feel like he was up for it. He scored also scored penalties that who who else was going to score this year? I know Perisic had a couple, Lautaro had his misses, but um, Hakan had the best penalties out of anybody in yeah. the team, and I mean had the balls to step up and take them against Milan and then celebrate. And I mean the, he's still living rent free in their heads from that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my and, god! I mean, and, and I'm and I'm and I'm absolutely gutted for him because um you feel you could tell that the guy came in he bought into this to the position, you didn't have any issues about because usually you hear like oh he's a attacking midfielder he's not tracking back enough he's being lazy you heard none of that he immediately bought into the position you saw him getting back tackling last man tackles against Liverpool for example stuff like that so he gave his heart and soul for the season for the team to try to win the Scudetto. And I feel like he probably got let down by probably um, the strikers not being critical, clinical enough and a couple mistakes in the back as well. But as far as he goes, I feel like he did more than his, his share to, to, to make sure he can win the Scudetto. So it kind of sucks that he wasn't able to get it. Yeah, the way that's just reduced to IFTV Twitter posts now is really a shame. Like he, he yep. he's a much better player than I mean, the retweets are gonna say so. Yeah, it's a just shame. use that. He use that as a fuel for next That's season. For next year. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, there has been so much built or um bulletin board material. Bulletin board material. That's the word. There's so much of that has been given out already. I, I just, I just hope that, I just hope that we're petty. I'm not sure how Inzaghi is, but I know Conte is the type. Or not Conte. Let's talk about Mourinho. I know Mourinho for sure would be the type to print shit out. Make sure that it's in the locker room so they could see it every day and that. remember it. I would have done some shit like that. So I hope Inzaghi, like, he has his little his, his little picture of them saying to stick the, the Copa up our asses, whatever else they say, making fun of Hakan, putting Hakan in the coffin and all that shit. All that needs to be collected, make a whole collage, and then we're going to have it on the vision board all season. That's what I would, that's what I would do personally. I think there's going to be, there's going to be a response from this team um, because – uh, the team that was best statistically in Syria goals and goals for and goals against was us and we didn't win it. Um, it was all, you know, mistakes that could have been prevented. I believe, I think inter lost the Scudetto more than Milan won it. I think Milan credit to them capitalized on every single bounce that went their way. And there were a lot of them. I mean, that's what it takes to win a Scudetto. I can't, I can't fault that, but I can point that out and say that like, you're not going to get all those bounces another uh, next year. It's not going to be the same. You're not going to have uh, Torreira or whoever it was passing it straight back to your team. You're not going to have another Lazio incident. You, you saw the three goals they scored against Asuolo. It's literally three same identical. thing, like three identical goals, a mistake over dribbling and stuff like that. So it sucks. I mean, as an Inter fan, you could you 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 tend to want to feel a certain way about Sassuolo and how you guys are throwing the match. But let's remember that we were in control of our destiny, and all we oh, had so to do was beat Bologna. You know. So again, every time I want to respond to somebody trying to troll me or a Milan fan saying some dumb shit, I remember that we had it in our hands and we fumbled it. So the summer that we're about to endure, that's what we get. You know, and hopefully we use it as fuel. Bro, yeah. not only that, I think it's a combination of factors that happened throughout the... Uh, Milan had a lot of injuries. I mean, a lot of injuries this season compared to us, I would say, to key players. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, Theo Hernandez missing games due to injury, due to red cards, due to accumulated yellow cards. He's missed five games this season. And if we missed either like some of the fourth players that I mentioned that had played 35 games, if some of them was missing for two more games, let's say Brozic, but we would have finished fourth. Yeah. Don't, don't let, let you mess up. Yeah. I think that's very important to mention because the season has gone by. Um, very, very we're, we have been, you know, 
um, we are all uh, prisoners of the the recency bias. And like in two months, we'll see all the things that we are seeing differently. I mean, the leak starts in two and a I mean, half months from now. That's fine. No, I, th I think I think this, like you said, is a very very important point, and I'm glad you brought it up. And I want to piggyback off that a little bit. I think it's like as much as we 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 love posting all those gifs gifs of of Beppe and uh, Osilio and giving giving them credit for their master classes, we could say that literally their lack of action in replacing Andanovic properly on time or in also the lack of action of getting Brozovic uh, prof, uh, um, a functionable, a functional um, replacement. That's what caused us the Scudetto, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, listen, guys, we could sit there and point fingers. I don't want to do that. I, I'd rather just uh, take the positives. But, yeah, you, you, that was a very good point, Risto. Like, the, the players that we didn't have, like, having – had had we missed – had we missed Brozovic for 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 more more matches, Milan would have won that Scudetto a couple match with a couple matches to spare, easily. Awesome. Uh, let's not even talk about uh had had we missed. Can you imagine had we missed Skriniar for an extended amount of time, or something like or Andanovic even as bad as Andanovic has been? I don't know, but yeah, it blew up in our faces. I, I feel like the lesson has been learned. We were hoping that. We were hoping that we could ride it till the wheels fall off, and the real the wheels fell off. The now we have off. now we have Onana, we have Onana coming in, and um, I see that there's a lot of a lot of news about Aslani, which I really like the young kid from Empoli. So it looks like we learned the lesson. We the the news that I'm hearing are replacement for Andanovic, which we already know, and a backup for Brozovic. So hopefully they we we continue to strengthen the team that way. We don't take too big of a sacrifice, and then I think we'll be good, man. If we're listening to the rumors, though, Bastoni is leading the team, and no one's coming up front to replace Lukaku in or Jeko. Like well, that's a big deal. Like without a striker, a consistent striker, we're no good. Lautaro is not a is not that striker. Don't get that wrong. No, I agree. Dybala, Dybala has been injury prone. He's not solving that problem. We I need. Agree. A we need someone big up front, big up front that is consistent with goal scoring. We miss that. I mean, and neither Aslani, Bremer, Onana, no one's going to solve that. We need a no, striker. I agree. I agree. No, it's, uh, I 100% agree. But the things being what they are, it's like we have Zeko on, under contract and realistically, we're not going to be able to move him. Uh, and we have Korea as well under contract, realistically. That, that's why it, the management is being paid millions of, of euros by season to fucking, you know, have a plan and not to sign players on a dumb contracts as they're signing Perisic now. Two years, five million a season. That's a lot. I mean, but he's earned that. That's something to me, that's an outlier. That's not something you do every every year or to every 30, 33-year-old or whatever. We cannot... We cannot say anything about Perisic. We can't even mention his age because we've had this guy at the club for nearly a decade, and he's in better shape now. <laughs> you know, he's been and, and he's, he's been, been asked never gets for, hurt. for years, bro. He's been asked for years, and he plays when he needs to sign a contract. I'm honestly, I'm eager. I want him to succeed. I don't wish fail upon anyone at Inter, but I'm skeptical. I'm very skeptical about him earning six million a season. And him playing out of his mind. Is it five or six? He wants six. That's the issue. We're at, we're at five. We're stretched to five, and he wants six. Well, I think I five mean, plus some bonuses up to six. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll give him five. That's fine. If he wants six, I mean, he can go to the Premier League. He can go wherever he wants to go. But I, I don't see that being a problem because look at the – Look at the Honestly, fitness on these Croatian guys. Look how long Modric has exactly, gone. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Rozovic has gone. I would actually go to six, but the way, like, my base salary would probably be five, and then the six, he would need to be reaching bonuses, goals, and assists, bonuses to get that six. Now, if he reaches a certain amount of goals and assists, then shit, he deserves six fucking million. I'm not you know even, I mean? it's not even about the money. I think the same problem as Jacob. It's not about the money. You can give him seven million a season, for example. Give him a uh, one million plus. Don't get him to on a on a two year contract because next season he may be good. But we're talking about him being good in a year and a half from now. 
We still have his stretch. replacement already, though. It, like he's still gonna yeah. have to compete with Gosens. Exactly. Gosens I mean, and, like, and I don't know. Is, is, he, is it a, he, is it a two year deal that we're talking about, or I've seen one plus one? Is it a? I think it's two year deal. I don't know, but no, no, guys, I don't know, I don't know, uh, Bristol. I, I, I don't, I can't see because we, we, let's be honest, we have thanks to Perisic, we have not been able to see a full, a full vision of what Gosens looks like and enter in the system. All right, we've seen flashes. So how about if this guy comes and he's average? So listen, we know we already know what we have. We have him right there. We don't have to go spend a transfer budget on him or whatever. If it's a matter of half a million, that's the difference. I think we should work it out and, and keep him at the club. Uh, I mean, just he's, be he's that. Just be that, uh, Larry. Well, I mean, with all the other salaries that have been reduced, it doesn't bother me. I, I do get what you're saying. He could regress at any time, but so could anyone else in the club to me like it, it's a risk for anyone um i mean we've seen we've seen it happen with handanovich it took this long to yeah. get a replacement we have golsons here that's already a replacement that's competition parasic is going to know that he's going to have to to stay on, on top of his farm if he wants to play you know he's still and, listen, money though. and yeah i agree and it's also a world cup year so golsons is not going to be Content to just sit there and be a, a spectator to Paris's good form. I think we lost Mikey, by the way. Oh, he's back. So, um, yeah, it's a World Cup year. The guy's definitely going to want to play. So, I'm sure Golson is going to be busting his ass in the offseason. Because, mind you, they didn't even call him for the for the Nations League. So, that's motivation. He's in the gym right now. I promise you, ready to come to Paris's spot. So, that's something that we're definitely going to benefit from, in my opinion. Yeah, I was talking to a I was talking to a blank screen for a minute. Uh, I forgot my point, but, but yeah, I I, I think I, I think we're me, Dave and I agree. I think we got some convincing to do with Risto, but we'll see. It's a long summer too. Um, I know we talked about some of the comments and everything, um, but or not not comments, rumors, transfer rumors. We talked about that a little bit, but you know, I feel like it's still early. Um, we even just saw yesterday like some kind of mental warfare going on between journalists and Steven Zhang himself, where you had um, Padula and uh, someone else, one of the other reporters, reporting one thing. Then you had DeMarzio and like FC Internet no, no, no. Yeah. reporting two different things, and they were kind of going at each other. And then Zhang comes on and says something completely contrary to everyone. I mean, it's not too much. It was yeah. kind of a word yes. salad, but yeah. I mean, I feel like that was kind of Zhang and management saying, look, like we. I, I want to pick your brain about that. I want to pick your brain about, okay, this sorry. is what they were doing. Hold, hold, hold on. Mike, no, 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 no. Just wait a second. Sorry. Like, please explain what Jung said, because I didn't read the interview, and I, and I think a lot of people may not have read the interview that are listening or just, just like, brief. Sorry. Let me pull up some of the quotes. See if you can pull up some, some quotes. Yeah, but I, yeah I, I, I heard the whole thing. Thank God he did it in English. I didn't have to be reading subtitles or anything like that. Um. Personally, let me say how I feel personally, because it was the main theme I got from the interview was we're trying to be more competitive than we are this year, next year. So to me, exactly. That's why I'm saying I want to see what you guys have to say. Do you guys believe him? Do you guys like how do you guys feel about that? Because if anything, if if you were if you were to say that this is a guy that we can believe, he never lies to the fans. I'll say yo. After I heard Zong, I'm confident. I'm confident we get we getting the ball out. We're getting Bremer. We're not gonna make any major sales because he says he wants to be more competitive than than he is this year. He's, he's not saying anything about top four or whatever. He's saying he's talking about going back to win the Scudettos. That's the kind of stuff I wanted to hear because last year around the same time, after we won the uh, the Scudetto, I was right here saying the same shit. Like, what's wrong with you? Because he was saying, oh, we want to make top four. That's top four's the goal. You guys remember that, right? I was like, yo, what what we just won the scudetto and you're talking about top four. But now it's the actual reverse. We we lost it and he's talking about going back to win it. So personally, I was encouraged by the message, but I want to see what you guys think. Um, I mean, I know Risto is a big non-trusting person. So you guys in the comments as well, what do you guys think? Mike? All right. 
Yeah, I can't find any. I can't find the comments. I wanted to um, the Zang comments. I mean, I can kind of, I can kind of paraphrase. I know he said that he wanted, he wants the team to improve. He wants results to improve, and I mean, he didn't mention anything about sales or anything like that. But he was, uh, he was very specific in saying he wants the team to improve. He wants the club to improve. Um, I do think that that can happen, and there still can be a sale. But I think this is more of a reassurance that, you know, if there are sales, there are going to be, you know, um, replacements, suitable replacements. There are going to be upgrades and parts of the pitch that we need upgrades. I think both can be true. Um, you know, the big gripe that I know I've pointed out with Sooning a lot is, I mean, it's not also can be a positive, but they never show their hand. They're not the type to come out and do these types of interviews. Zhang has never done an interview like this where he's come out and talked about, you know, the future of the team. They're, they very much keep their cards close to their chest. They never, you know, sometimes to the detriment of things, they never explain really what's going on. But I think if Zhang has the confidence to come out, even if it's softball questions to enter TV, if he has the balls to have this written up, to say this, to have it posted officially on the Inter website where you can read the whole transcription. And it's um, there forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he put his face on it. He put his name and his face on it. So um, I, at this moment, I'm inclined to trust what he said. And I think it was all a big move where stories were given to all the journalists and they wanted to see what would run. And then Zhang came out and said what he said. I think it was kind of a move over the media who, you know, love their interclicks. Um, you know, it's always entering crisis. It's always interselling. And you haven't heard any big, you know, crocodile tears about um, Liao to PSG links, but you hear it with Inter. So I, I'm inclined to believe that Zhang is, you know, says what he means. Um, I've been wrong before. I was wrong this time yeah. last year. I said Conte could stay at Inter for five years last year. Mm -hmm. the fuck that got me. So, yeah. you know, I've been wrong before, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at as well. Before before Risto goes, because I know Risto, I know I, I see by the face where Risto is gonna go. Look at the face. Yes. But, <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, that's that. I'm with you, Mike. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm going out on the limb and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to believe this guy. I'm going to trust this guy. Even if it comes to a point where, for example, we sell, we sell one of our players, I believe that he's going to make some moves or we're going to make some moves to still end up improve the team, even if we make a sell. So if, if it ends up a situation where we just sell a couple of big players and we just have to replace them with, with the Zeckos of the world and settle with, for the Koreas, then we also support the enemy because I've been consistent. But who's that? Is that yours still? No. Oh, the the feedback? Yeah, I heard it too. Yeah, yeah. He definitely loses a supporter in me if after he comes out like that and talks about he wants to improve the team, he wants to be more competitive, the kind of stuff you want to hear as a fan. No mentions of sacrifices or difficulties or whatever. And rumors are coming around saying that we had a possible buyer and they want to keep entered. They have something up their sleeves. We also hear news about how shit is getting better for them in China. So hopefully we can get back to maybe four or five years ago when they were just creating fake sponsors to inject money into the club, you know, like sponsor for this, sponsor for that, sponsor for training kids, sponsor for training ground from China out of nowhere. And that's how they injected all those funds into the club that permitted us to go and spend 80, 85 mil on Lukaku and 40 mil on Barella the same summer. People don't forget that. Everybody want to be like, oh, swooning out, swooning out, let's sell, sell, sell. But don't that they don't remember the sacrifices that they made for us as well. You know, so let me just wrap it up. He they have a supporter in me up until up until now. Now, if those words that came out very positive, if if he does, if he turns around and does the opposite in the summer, then I'm swooning out. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they get the benefit for the past, what we've seen, not last summer, notwithstanding, because that was, you know, that was an actual crisis that was um, sending being in with Evergrande who went under. Um, 
just everything pandemic wise. Um, the only thing I worry about is the pressure no, no, no. being put on by the Chinese government because they really don't want, um, you know, Chinese oh, of clubs abroad, and they seem to have really just kind of, you know, um, given up on their football project as a whole. Um, I know they they really wanted the Chinese Super League to be something, uh-huh. then they kind of have backed off on that. You know, you don't see the sport interest right now out of that part of the world. So that's my biggest worry. But if, you know, we still have the best management in the league, we still have, you know, the biggest support in the league. Um, so ticket sales are still there. Um, I, I still want to see what what comes out of the summer. I think it still can be positive. I agree. And um, another point that you made, Mikey, like they are always on our backs, but no mention of Kessier pretty much just walking for free after a Scudetto and Leao pretty much asking for $7 million, And he's probably not, he's probably going to do the same next summer if they don't figure anything out or sell him. You know, um, but we'll see, man. I feel like it's not, there were even talks of possible Mulan dynasty because they have all those young phenoms. <laughs> I can't wait for next season, man. But I, I don't. I know we don't want to go off too long or sound like haters. They won it, so kudos to them. We'll see them next season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's hit a couple of these comments and then we can get out of here. I know. Um, Inter legend Jose Mourinho is in a final right now. Um, a lot of people have their eyes on that. I kind of want to see what happens there too. But um, yeah, let's see. What do we have going on? Ooh, um, future Hendrix. He, that's a comment. That's a comment that I'm not sure if you saw my tweet. That's like the third third comment from the top. Oh yeah. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if you saw my tweet or if it's just his idea. No. Well. That's something that we could discuss further. And um, in my opinion, I'll, I'll just say it real quick. Um, if we see Demarco be be able to to, to function there as a small guy, Gosens is much bigger than Demarco, much stronger. Good in the air. Uh, he's a better defender, and he would also offer those overlapping runs that Demar. I mean, that Inzaghi likes from his um, left center backs. So I feel like it would make sense, and it would, and it would also solve the issue that we have with Perisic and um, and and Gosens having two quality players, and one of them is not playing. Uh, that's just something that pretty much came up to my head randomly, and I'm not. I've seen a couple people mention it here and there, but. Uh, I hope I hope it definitely catches catches heat, and I I think it can work. I definitely think it can work. I just for anyone listening, it's on streaming. It's, we're talking about converting Gosens to a left center back and putting him in place of Bastoni should he leave. Um, I can see it; it makes a lot of sense. But I still think Gosens has a lot to give at wing back. Um, depending, I guess, on you know how his hamstring comes back and all. I mean, that was a pretty serious mm-hmm. injury, and I think. He was just barely getting back up to speed when the season ended. Yeah, so. and and also like like future Hen- Hendrick said, if we have Skrinya and Bremer, it's like we could afford to have one of our uh, one of our the, the the left center back pretty much be a a guy always up the up the pitch. You know, it's, it's 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 fantasy ball we doing. We love doing stuff like that. I love Mercado season, man. Except for the meltdowns, I love the endless possibilities of oh we might get this player and do that. I live for stuff like that. Let's see what else we got. Uh, we got some. Uh, Emiliano said that Scriniar was his MVP. I think I got to that. We'll Frisco's talk about that, got yeah. a new laundry list of things he wants from us. Um, he also oh, said that. Oh, you mean, you mean you mean Lord Figo? Yeah, Figo. I think I said her still. My bad. Um, mm-hmm. He's also said that Radu and the strikers sold him out. Yeah, um, that's pretty much the season. Um, let's see, we got a question about the leaked home and away jerseys from Benjamin. Um. I like the away jerseys. The home jerseys look like something from the Tour de France to me, but <laughs> the away jerseys, I, like, I think they're all right. I like them both, actually. Um, personally, I've been the guy like the this season's jersey is the kind of jersey I like. I like uh, yeah. a different take of our of our Nerazzurri colors, not the traditional stripes. But I know most Inter fans, from what I've seen on Twitter, that's what they like. They like the solid black blue stripes. Uh, a badge and all that stuff. So that's what we're getting. We're going back to kind of a retro look. It looks like 
it could it could be it could be a good one and the the away one i love it as well especially us where the brothers of the world you know we have the map of the world on on it and stuff like that it pretty much goes back to our history what we're what, what we stand for as a club and we have his uh italy right there where we are with the badge so that's pretty clever whoever made it so i like both so far and um the color of the third one is supposed to be black and yellow and blue so it's gonna be a funny jersey too so yeah, yeah, they made the away jersey specifically for us. So, you know, appreciate that. The world. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out, enter. <laughs> um, let's see, Benjamin had another question. Uh, do you think if Bologna was played as originally scheduled, we would have won the Scudetto? Ah, uh, yes. Hard to say. I think I, I, genuine, I generally gravitate towards yes because, you know, form was starting to wane then. Uh, that was like the 6th of January form was kind of starting to wane. I remember the match before Christmas where, you know, one nil against Torino really kind of struggling through that one, getting the goal from yeah. Dumfries. That was where I felt like the team started to get figured out, but I think well, they could have won it there, there. And then because yeah, would have been there. Let's just call it what it is. Okay. Um, I'm, my answer is twofold. First of all, um, the day, the day the match was supposed to take place, we showed up. They didn't. They didn't do the protocols that they needed. They needed to. They didn't alert the league or whatever. So by the rules, that should have been a three-zero by us. Okay, let's call it what it is. Right by the rules. Okay, we saw. We understood. I personally understand why they didn't give it to us even after our appeal because we were in a close scudetto race and they wanted to avoid the controversy of of doing stuff like that. But by the rules, the fact that we showed up and they didn't and they didn't file whatever paperwork they needed to file to the league explaining why they didn't show up that should have been a forfeit by them okay furthermore if we take that even further let's say we had played the match on the on the day right their form they were in the worst form that they were in in the season so i feel like we definitely would have been able to win so yeah to answer the question yeah i'm not complaining about it but to answer that question honestly that's how i feel yeah, I think it's fair to have a gripe, but also you should be beating Bologna. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is if you want to win a Scudetto. So that for sure, for sure. If you know for sure you beat Bologna and you back to the top, there's no excuse to not beat Bologna. Absolutely, I think uh, we didn't win. We didn't lose this, the, the the Scudetto in that match. We lost the Scudetto when we were six, seven points ahead of the second place Milan and Napoli, and we didn't manage to win. You know more than one match in, in two two and a half months period in between the end of January and March, so we would have won the league. But that's not Rado's mistake. Not a factor in the season. Win those matches against Genoa, who had given up on their lives and season in uh, December. You win the league. Win. Uh, don't lose to Milan. Just draw, and there's a lot of difference. Because Milan would have needed just a, to draw on a match in the past, in the last like five, six matches. And that's a completely different mentality and mindset. But that's just what ifs. I think our season, uh, our Scudetto was lost in the period when we didn't have the ability to win more than one match in two months. Ian also chiming in from his vacation, um, mm -hmm. missing him out here, but uh, said that Hakan had to be the best transfer from our <laughs> discussion earlier. Uh, big game player. Um, yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement there. Um, Benjamin also asked, um, do you think Hakan did better than Erickson? I mean, on the season, yes, statistically, yes. Um, as a pure player, um, I think we would have been – you know, a little better with Ericsson, but I don't think he would have put up the numbers Hakan did. Yeah, I agree. And Ericsson is just not as, as dynamic as Hakan is either. Uh, I don't think we would have seen Ericsson running back as much and getting tackles in and stuff like that. That's not his style. He would have been there and try to get a leg in and stuff like that. But we saw Hakan sliding tackle and stuff like that. I don't think Ericsson was ever that guy. So I feel like Hakan was a better fit and he he, he, did, he did better. Agreed. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's it. That seems to be all the comments. Um. Anybody, all right. Anybody have anything else? Uh. Part the, the next episode we get we get to play fantasy ball Mercado. <laughs> I'm gonna have my ten four hat on ready. We're gonna have. I'm gonna get a board. I'm put it right here, and we're gonna have all the faces. We're gonna have the red red yarn. We're gonna be going all over the place. It's gonna Let's be fun. Do it. Let's do it. Here's some of the world next episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. We also have to, yeah, we got to do a special. We got to do something for that. We got to have a special guest or something. 
yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk around. We'll see. We'll see what we can get done. But yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be a fun summer. Um, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for you know tuning in to us even after even after the season. I know it feels good to not have to worry about a match for the next few weeks. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to enjoy that. I hope everyone else, you know, tries to relax a little bit mentally from the grind that is trying to support a football team. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks everyone. And we'll see you all in the next one. Oh, wait, let me play us out right here. I always forget that we still have a, like some we have a brand fire you, now. Got to get it Bristol's out. Bristol's going right. to fire you. <laughs> in the world.